0: Everyone agrees, bacon makes everything better, even marketing. This is the Bacon Podcast, where you'll learn to cure your marketing
1: make your business sizzle. I can't believe
0: I said that. Internet marketing, online marketing, social media tips and techniques. Now, to help you bring more bacon home, the master of marketing sizzle, Brian Basilico. This is the Bacon Podcast.
1: Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Brian Basilico, and this is the podcast where you learn to make your business sizzle online. So are you ready to fry up some new business? hey peeps i am up in the air uber excited that's because we got an air force guy on here his name is brian searcy and he's with the paris group and he's going to be talking about situational awareness and what it means in our lives today brian how you doing man i'm doing great how are you today I am fantastic. So, the first thing I like to do is get people to know you and your backstory. So, as we were chatting before, you were in the military in the Air Force and you were helping people navigate to drop bombs. And now you help people avoid bombs in their lives, situational bombs. Kind of, you know, metaphoric bums. We're not talking about real ones. Maybe real ones. Who knows? But anyways, can
0: you tell us how you went from being in the Air Force to doing what you're doing now? Absolutely. And and thanks for the opportunity. Um, I got out of college in 1984. Did what a lot of people do: get that first job. I went into sales, but I think I had a deep down desire. I truly wanted to serve my country. So. Uh, 1987, I took all the necessary tests and was accepted to go to officer training school in uh, at, at uh, Lackland Air Force Base here in Texas, with the follow-on to go to NAV training out at Mather Air Force Base. So I graduated from uh, NAV training at Mather in 1988 to my first assignment, which was a navigator on board AWACS. AWACS is the 707, the big airplane that has the dome on top of it. So... The, I was navigating that airplane as the folks in the back were ap- actually directing, uh, during a number of conflicts over my career, uh, directing airplanes to actually drop bombs or interdict or do a lot of different things. Um, from there, I went on to JSTARS, which is the other large 707, which has a radar on the bottom, which gives the ability for the operators in the back to find movement of ground targets and then bring air, our air, air assets in to, to interdict those. Um, then i had a couple tours at the pentagon a couple years of promotional uh, professional education and then i commanded a squadron which ran the air operations center in iraq and afghanistan and then i commanded a group of the j stars wing and then i finally ended up uh, being the active duty wing commander for j stars when i and that was my last assignment when i re- retired in 2010 since retiring i've spent a lot of time doing coaching mentorship on from a leadership perspective but about Three and a half, four years ago, after a number of school shootings, I really started to get involved in how do we solve those problems. And last November, I founded the Paradise Group with the focus to be to teach situational awareness, which is a skill we all have, but it's not a skill that we all know we have. And to change the way situational awareness is talked about, how it's learned and how it's developed so that we can prevent bad things from happening because we've developed this skill to prevent them from happening, from not becoming a victim.
1: So when the hair raises up on the back of your neck, it's not just static
0: electricity, right? <laughs> no, and and that's absolutely correct. And and that happens to a lot of people and they have no idea what it is. And then the second part of that, to those people that do know what it is, they don't know what to do with that. They don't trust it and they don't have a plan of action. So that's what we do at the Paradis Group is first, What is situation awareness? How does it apply to all the threats that are out there? Once you get that hair in the back of your neck or you get that gut feeling, make sure that you trust it and that you then have a plan to act on it so that, again, you can prevent something from happening to yourself, to your family, to your loved ones, or to people in your community.
1: Well, one of the things I think that happens to some people is when that hair sticks up when they're in that situation is kind of a panic. But it can be the kind of panic that freezes you, too. You know, you just sit there, it's like, whoa, what's going on? Now, in the pandemic world, you know, obviously, it, you know, school shootings is, is huge. Um, I, I think one of, I heard this on the news, one of the major benefits of having a pandemic is we haven't had as many school shootings because kids aren't in school, But that doesn't necessarily mean that there isn't danger. It doesn't necessarily mean that there aren't things to be aware of. So how has this pandemic changed what you've been doing and and what
0: should people be thinking about or or keeping in their minds? Well, actually active shooters across the United States have actually gone up, believe it or not. Really? Um, Yeah. Hmm. And it's, most people wouldn't think that. um, And you don't see the big event at a school or something like that, but there there have actually been an exorbitant number this year. Um, When you look across the spectrum between schools, churches, businesses, homes, um, the actual number of shootings have actually gone up. But one of the things the Paratus Group focuses on is is not just active shooter. Um, We definitely deal with that. But the chances of that happening are still pretty small. Catastrophic event, but are pretty small. The other threats that I kind of alluded to, like human trafficking, sexual assault, bullying, um, increased depression and anxiety that leads to drug and alcohol abuse that leads to suicidal tendencies, those are all the, the types of things that with situational awareness, you can identify both if it's a threat to make sure it doesn't happen and to prevent it, like I said, but also when you have situational awareness and you're paying attention to what others that you're around are doing, you can notice those changes in their behavior. So they went from somebody that's usually happy and outgoing to withdrawn, depressed. And because you've been able to notice that, you're able to do something about it. And Today with the pandemic, what we are seeing is an increase in depression and anxiety, which is leading to an increase of drug abuse, alcohol abuse. It's leading to suicidal tendencies. Um, It is leading to increased divorce, increased domestic violence. Um, The second and third order effects that this pandemic are causing truly are having a major impact. And, And when you are prepared, when you have this process and situation awareness, that's what gives you the ability not to make decisions on panic and fear. Fear, as, you, as you pointed out. And we teach uh, Lieutenant Colonel Cooper situational awareness colors because white is what most people are today. So if something bad happens, you go right to black and that's the panicked. What we want is, t- is somebody to be in that yellow state of color, which means you're prepared. You're confident. You know if that hair in the back of your neck stands up, what that means, you're going to trust it. And then you have already thought through what you would potentially do. So define
1: what situational awareness is. What what do we need to pay attention to? What are some of the triggers? What, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, if you see something, you know, very drastic, it's really obvious. You know, somebody with a gun, you hear boom, boom, boom. That's really drastic. But I think you're dealing with things that are a lot more subtle. So how, how do we pay attention to that?
0: Well, you absolutely are. And uh, one of the best examples comes from a time when I spoke to Oral Roberts University, but right when I got started doing this about three and a half years ago, and about 500 college students out in the audience and, and a, a 18-year-old girl stood up and said, well, you've got all these years of experience. You know how to do this. How can I do that? Um, because I don't have that training, my my response was take that phone, take all those things that you are worried about and put them to the side. And when you're walking across campus or you walk into a class or you walk into a coffee shop, pay attention to what's going on because what's going to happen is you're going to develop the ability to know what normal is. When you know what normal is, it's extremely easy to figure out when something isn't supposed to be there. So that's the first step. The second step is to put together a process that you do that on a regular basis. So at the product Group, we teach a five-step process. It's identify, assess, predict, then decide, and act. So every time you walk into, like I said, the, the same coffee shop a hundred times, I do this every time I walk into a coffee shop, I take 30 seconds And I identify, okay, is there anything in here or is there anybody in here that gives me concern? Okay, there isn't. Then I assess, can I sit so my back's not to the door? Where are the exits? Do the bathroom doors lock? Is there an exit through the kitchen or through the back if I need to get out that way? And then I predict. I think about, okay, today, if something happens, what would I do? That's training my lizard brain. So to go back to your point, where a lot of times somebody gets in a situation and they freeze and they panic, it's because they weren't prepared, they didn't have a plan, and they weren't ready to execute it, and they hadn't thought through it. So that's with our program, which is done over, an, it's done over 90 days. So you actually learn this process. You practice this process so that you put yourself in a position where you get prepared and you know what to do in case something happens.
1: So what about, okay, so that's an in-person thing. What about say on a zoom meeting or something, what should we be looking for? What are some of the telltale signs? What, what can people pick out?
0: Well, and again, it's, uh, you know, if they are somebody that normally doesn't normally has their camera on and then all of a sudden they, for the next week or so, they don't have their camera on, are they not taking care of themselves? Are they not, um, um, uh, prepared for the meeting, which they normally would be. So that can be an indication. Um, again, even on a Zoom, if they're in, unless they're wearing a mask, but if it's on a Zoom, they shouldn't be, you can still still see facial expressions. You can see if people are stressed, if they have anxiety, um, if people are normally very, very outgoing, and now all of a sudden they're not going outgoing. Or, and this is even, even more uh, observable, is people normally are very accommodating, they are somebody that can negotiate and work through a problem, but now they're very edgy. They get, very fr- they get frustrated very easily. They get stressed out very easily. They get angry very easily. Those are all the difference in behaviors that, as leaders, gives us the ability to, to identify those and then do something about it. But we have to remember that we can't just deal with the symptom. We have to go, okay, what is causing that? And not just, okay, they're angry and, and get upset because they got angry. You need to take that step back, have empathy and perspective about the situation and, and think about, okay, why is this person now behaving this way? What can I do to get them to help? Um, are they stressed out? Are they having trouble at home? It, the, are there things that are going on that weren't going on the, before the pandemic? And sometimes as far as that answer of what to do, you don't necessarily know because these are are trying and unique times and what you would normally do if they come to the office every day, you may not be able to. But the first step is to be able to identify it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And I know exactly what you're talking about
1: when I walk my dog. I have to have situational awareness of the fact that, you know, if there's another dog coming, you want to make sure that you know, your dog is on a different side of the street. otherwise, you know, they're not going to fight necessarily, but you know, your dog's going to get agitated. Their dog's going to get agitated. So I think, you know, there is a perfect example of being a hundred percent aware. You have to watch the dog. you have to watch the street. you have to see what's happening. You want to make sure your dog is on its leash so it doesn't run out in front of a car. I mean, there's so many different things that we have to do. So in a normal day, that doesn't seem like situational awareness but it is right
0: oh that's absolutely situational awareness it's it's looking ahead so that you can do those things i was i because of what i do i get very frustrated often very very often and and one just the other day was a 30 year old man pushing a baby stroller on a sidewalk of a four lane highway and for at least 150 yards while pushing that stroller, they were on there is all they were doing was staring at their phone. Um, so they weren't paying a tra- attention to any kind of traffic. They would not have been able, if anything would have happened to be able to make a decision and take action. It's those types of things that, that are just so very, very frustrating. And, it's, and it's not necessarily that person's fault because nobody taught them to have situation awareness. Nobody gave them those skills. And that's what the Protest Group is really trying to do is there's so many people out there today that don't have these skills. Instead of, you know, getting angry because they don't, let's get them the ability to learn these skills so they can have situation awareness. So
1: it, it sounds like there's some people out there that just have the mindset and, you know, I don't mean to make this, um, you know, un-PC, but it's not my monkey, not my (laughs) circuits. In other words, you know, what do I need situational awareness for? It's not my problem. I'm not the guy that's going to jump up and stop this, you know, but it seems like just to make the world a better place, it's a good idea to do that.
0: Well, absolutely. So when we teach situational awareness, there's, and I think I've alluded to it, there's two components. One is to take responsibility for your own safety. And so many people today can't even do that. When you learn situation awareness and you learn the eight critical skills that we talk about um, and you learn the process of identify, assess, predict, decide, and act, you really do have the ability to transform how we look at things, and you get the ability to keep other people from being a victim. Instead of being that person that sees something bad that is happening, you get out your phone and, and your phone, and you videotape it, you are somebody that yells at a potential intruder against a woman. Or if you have the ability and the physical capacity or training to actually interdict, you can do that. And see, that's another thing that our program teaches because the, the very first critical skill we teach is being self-aware. And the second part of being self-aware is knowing what you're capable of doing. So if you're a, a young woman that is petite you're not going to go up against a guy that's my size and try to stop something. But that doesn't mean you can't dial 911. That doesn't mean you can't scream at the top of your lungs to warn somebody. That doesn't mean you can't grab somebody else that's nearby to try and get help if if something bad is about to happen. Those are all the things that you can do when you develop situation awareness and you learn these processes. And everybody in business, no
1: matter where you're at, this is a, a skill I think that can definitely help. Uh, and at least if you have the awareness of what's around you, what's going on, it may not be specifically for you. It may be for somebody else, and I think we're at a point now where the more that we care about our brother, the more we're our brother's keeper, the more we understand things, the more we can help, the better we're going to make our community, our society in general, right? I couldn't have said it any better. I don't need to expand on that at all. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. (laughs) All right. Hey, Brian, man, this has been great. And this is, I think it's something that everybody needs to learn to pay more attention about. Again, you know, jogging, I do it. Walking my dog, I do it. I'm always looking does that car make sense? Is it going to do something crazy? You know, and I understand your point about looking at the phone too. Is there so many people out there that are paying attention to something? You know, it's illegal to do it in a car it should be illegal doing it while you're pushing your baby down a highway. Um, But, you know, I think people have to make a conscious decision to do this. So if they wanted to learn more about you, about the Paratus group, about, you know, the things that you offer, what's the best way for them to do that?
0: Well, then go to our website. It's uh, www.paratus. That's P-A-R-A-T-U-S dot group. And there's some great information on there. They can fill out a form and, and send a direct contact to us. Um, they can reach out to to me at the Prodigous Group. It's Brian B R I A N at prodigous dot um, Those are the best ways to get a hold of us. And and it, we have programs that are for schools, churches, and businesses, so that they can teach their employees, their staff these skills, and even more than that, they can pass it down to the families because we've we've put together programs that are specifically designed for parents, high school students, college students, and home defenders where they can learn situation awareness. So it's not just the employees at the business or the teachers at the school that are learning these skills. It's it's the parents. It's the students. They're all now part of the solution. And to your point, that's how we're going to make a difference. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, Brian, first off, I love your name. Number two, <laughs> this has been great. It's been fun and uh, it's a lot of information in a short time but you dropped some sizzling hot bacon knowledge bombs on my peeps which for you seems like a no-brainer uh but anyways man this has been great i appreciate you and your time and coming on the show and i look forward to
0: connecting with you again soon awesome brian thanks for having me on i appreciate it well that's it for today's bacon podcast we hope you enjoyed it and learned something today if you did please go to iTunes and give us a review. We appreciate all your feedback and comments. If you have any questions, go to www.baconpodcast.com forward slash questions, and we'll make sure we get those answered for you. Till next time, keep
1: sizzling.